Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, later this hour, half hour from now, we got the secret to happiness. You know, nothing big, nothing to, you know, nothing to stay tuned for. Go ahead and, you know, listen to the new whatever. Listen to the new Taylor Swift if you want to. Jason Aldean's got a new album out. Listen to that if you want to. Go ahead. Don't stay tuned for the secret of freaking happiness. Flip over to hear about why your local sports team's terrible. Yeah. Or you could stick around. They've got to rebuild their defense. Or you could stick around and hear the secret to happiness if that's, uh, you know, in your wheelhouse. So stay tuned for that. So I think this is pretty damn interesting. I thought this was just a... Beltway cable news making a big deal out of nothing story. The story about Liz Cheney, um, representative from Wyoming, who's uh, in the Republican leadership. She's third in line and third most powerful and, uh, and you know, squabbling between her and Kevin McCarthy. You know, they make those stories on cable news go all the time and then anonymous sources. And maybe it's true and maybe it's not. They got to talk about something. This one seems to be for real. The dispatch was reporting a lot on it today. Well, here's one. Uh, he thought the microphones were off or they were off and somebody leaked it. Kevin McCarthy clip. I think she's got real problems. I, I, I've had it with, I've had it with, it's, you know, I, I've lost confidence. Well, someone just has to bring emotion, but I assume that would probably take place. So he uh, said, I've, I've completely lost confidence. I can't work with her. She's totally unaligned, un, unaligned with the majority of our party. That's Kevin McCarthy, who is the leader of the party. We cannot fight for the American first agenda with her in a leadership position. So this is what uh, the dispatch is reporting, and they have good sources. House Republicans are scheduled to meet a week from today, and it's likely the party will have another motion to push Cheney out of the leadership at that point. Now, this they've done that before. And they had, and it's a secret ballot, which makes a difference. A lot of people think she was saved by the secret ballot because you could vote to keep her and Trump's not going to come after you or your own constituents aren't going to come after you mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you swing that direction. And she held on easily last time, 145 to 61. But, um, according to the dispatch, if McCarthy's public remarks are any indication, or the private ones we just heard there, Cheney's opponents will have support from the top of the conference this time, and the vote will likely be conducted via secret ballot again. Virtually no one thinks she'll survive this vote. How interesting. So, who's going to be next? Well, well, uh, hang on. Before we get to that, I'm just I'm, I'm playing out the, the dynamics in my head, what happened. I, I'll bet she was told, look, you don't like Trump. You didn't like January 6th. We get it. Okay, duly noted, you're a woman of principle. We appreciate it. But it's time to pipe down about that stuff. Are you going to piss off the, the Trump voters? And then she wouldn't. Are you guessing that's probably why things have changed since that pretty overwhelming vote in her favor? I think that combined with just the way things play over time. Just the sting of big events dim over time, hmm. you know. Uh, that was pretty close after January 6th, so it was pretty fresh in everybody's minds, and you were seeing the video on TV every single day. Right. And so I just don't think it has quite the same heft as it did. So at least... Well, the- and, and I'm sorry, one more thought, especially because it's become clear that the protesters didn't kill anybody. 
I mean, it was ugly in a lot of different ways, and a lot of it was really stupid, but the whole six people have died as crazed Trump lunatics overrun the Capitol, it turns out most of that was false. Yeah, people didn't die, but I've seen the videos recently enough. That was a horrifying day in U.S. history. Oh, absolutely so, yeah. And, uh, well, we've, we've tread that ground plenty of times. So Elise Stefanik, who has kind of become a star in the last couple of years in the House, and we, we mentioned her on the air when she would uh, speak up in some of these impeachment hearings and everything, or various grillings. She's really good at it, and she's become a rock star in the Republican Party, um, New York representative, and she's a woman, obviously, and, uh, and a little on the younger side. According to House Republicans familiar with discussions, she has spoken to colleagues about challenging Cheney before the first attempt to oust her so that there would be, a, you know, in people's minds, an alternative. Hmm. Now, here's what's, to me, the most interesting thing. Stefanik, first elected in 2014, broke from Trump on policy more than Cheney ever did on actual policy. Hmm. She's just a 77%, according to 538, in terms of backing Trump's policies compared to Liz Cheney's 93% score. So on doing what Trump wanted to do as, you know, from a governing standpoint, Liz Cheney, way more Trumpy than Elise Stefanik. But Stefanik aligned herself with the former president where it mattered most, objecting to the 2020 election results in multiple states, fiercely defending Trump both during, during both impeachment trials. And because of that, she's uh, loved by the MAGA world, and she's going to throw her name out there. And um, at least according to the dispatch and people they talk to, it's a done deal. Liz Cheney will get booted out and probably be Elise Stefanik will be the next person in line. And it will be a full on um, January 6th with, I don't know what they're saying about that. Not a big deal, I guess. Unfortunate. Let's Unfor- move on. Unfortunate. Let's move on. Yeah. And uh, we're an American first Trump party. So there you go. For those who are not, okay, you got, you got to the answer to my question. For those who are not that into Beltway, House of Cards struggles for power and rising from the number three to the number two or yeah. the rest of it, what does it mean? What does it matter? Well, what I think it matters, the big thing to me that matters is that you just will have a unified leadership there that is all pro-Trump, and that seems to be, I would have thought, I thought there was a decent chance after January 6th that the Liz Cheney wing would overtake the rest of the Republican Party. And people would decide, we're, you know, as um, uh, uh, Lady G, what's his name? Um, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Don't, 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 don't. You're quoting somebody. You would never call him that. I'm quoting Jen Psaki, the spokesperson for the President of the United States. I, Bigot. I would not say, actually, I wouldn't say Lady G because I'd be afraid... People would come after us because it's mean. It's mean to homosexuals, and I don't want to be mean to homosexuals. No. The spokesman for the president gets to be for some reason. I'm well, because she's her. a lefty. Anyway, so that's okay. You remember, like the day after the storming of the Capitol, Lindsey James said, "Count me out, Lindsey Graham. I count me out. I am done." And I thought that that had actually happened. I thought people were going to cut with Trump and decide that that's just that's poison. We're moving on. He lost. We're moving on. But that is absolutely gone the other direction and now you'll have nobody in the leadership that's that that has that feeling in the house anyway yeah yeah well who knows who's going to turn out to be right i think they've calculated that they will hold on to the traditional republican votes i mean what are they gonna do vote for kamala freaking harris no of course not but you can't run off the trump crowd they might be right well they're specifically concerned about here in a year and a half taking the house back and that and that's you know you know kamala harris won't be on the battle ballot for that 
Right, but on the other hand, we saw a pretty good illustration of when the Republican Party is at each other's throats, what happens? Georgia, twice, losing the Senate races. Trump and squabbling with the the the, uh, the governor and the secretary of state and the rest of it. It is bad. And both races yeah. were lost. And that will cause historic changes for the worse, in my opinion, in this beloved republic. Maybe in a way that we can never recover from. Correct. We could be France forever because of the Georgia election. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. And I, I don't think that's overstated, actually. Um. How do you pronounce this word? Dogecoin? Dogecoin? Doge. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Doge. Doge. Toy boat. Toy boat. I get your word straight, Jack. Dogecoin. Why the cryptocurrency is skyrocketing in Valley. So, so this hit the scene fairly recently, like in the last month or so? Uh, the, the coin has existed for a long time. It has started gaining much more mind share, uh, as of late. Yeah. Somebody emailed us, Sean, and asked what you think of Moonsoft or Moonsafe or Safe Moon? Uh, there, there are all sorts of altcoins that exist in the crypto space. Not all cryptocurrencies are equal. I right, encourage all to do your own research. You do yes. your own research. People can and do lose money. Yes. Sean says buy Moonsoft. Buy it. Cash in your entire savings. This from the New York Times today. Dogecoin, a cryptocurrency that started as a joke, yes. surged to a, no, a new high today. It's now 14,000% higher than it was at the start of this year. Yes. So, Moving so- up. I don't care how much Dogecoin you bought at the beginning of the year. If it's up 14,000%, you're doing pretty well. So, freaking idiot me! God damn it, Jack! Why don't you learn something? Why wouldn't I throw a thousand bucks at Dogecoin at the beginning of the year? Why not? Or just spread uh, like a hundred here, a hundred there to ten different cryptocurrencies. 14, One of them goes up 14,000%. 000 increase god good lord you, you, you buy a yacht and name it the floating doge there, there are a lot of things that separate dogecoin from the more established cryptos oh, of, i'm gonna jump into moon pie or whatever it is today yes, and bye, lose, bye. lose my shirt uh, yeah bitcoin and ethereum are kind of in their own established thing and then there's a bunch of little meme coins that nah, have it's their too own. late to get in on the biggies you gotta shoot no, for the stars or not. shoot for the moon <laughs> with moon coin <laughs> yes penny stocks that's where the real money is yes so I, I read that once. The question would be, if I had put $1,000 in Dogecoin, which I actually considered... Oh, here's a guy who invested $1,300. It's worth... Here's a guy! Here's a guy who invested $1,300. He's got his hat on backwards. How mad mad does that make you? He's wearing his hat backwards. He put (laughs) $1,300 in Dogecoin. It's worth $650,000 a couple months later. Oh, my God! There has never been a gold rush... Like is happening now in the world ever. You couldn't, you couldn't get on a boat, go round the horn, come to California or Alaska and mine for gold and do that. No, that fast no. and that effortlessly. Never in the history of mankind. Sean, I, think about how many digital apes you could buy. Ah, so many. But, uh, I, I have been wrong about Dogecoin for months now. Uh, it is at its all time high. Uh, engage at your own uh, peril. Right. Risk. Just, but so if I had put a thousand bucks in, I'd have about six hundred thousand dollars. I'd wear my hat backwards too if I'd done that. And, uh, but the question would be, would I get out now and then be slamming my fist down and everything like that? Because it would be four million dollars if I'd have stayed in until, you know, next fall.
Yeah, I think the other uh, other alternative is much more likely. Oh, really? You're going to have your hat on frontwards when we're done with you. <laughs> there was $1,200 is going to be $12. There, <laughs> there was such a lightning in a bottle thing that happened surrounding all the Dogecoin that propelled it to its uh, just absolutely... Uh, and it's it's ridiculous heights, the all-time high, but you know what? 68 cents. One thing that I'm... <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah. One thing that I am kind of good at, though, because I do this for a living, is gauging, you know... When people get really excited about stuff, mm-hmm. like, like you know, if a TV show is hot or a, you know, whatever, a fashion is hot, a music is hot that we need to talk about. I need to start doing this with stocks because that is, you know, and I've read the Wall Street Journal articles where they say that's actually what's going on now. These story stocks, these enthusiasm, emotion stocks, that's the big thing right now. And I need to start taking that more seriously rather than, well, it doesn't look to me like structurally they've got to, no, people, no, 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 dumb no, no, people no. who have no idea what they're doing are getting all enthused about it. So get in. Radio Jesus, we call him that because Sean, producer Sean, looks like the portrait on your church wall because he won't get his the haircut. Bible. Uh, Radio Jesus was the first to introduce the theme of the meme economy. Yep, it's the meme economy. That's exactly yeah, what I it tr- is. I tried to tell you guys. <laughs> you did. Why didn't I get into Doge? I can't Get wait. a haircut, you hippie. Turn your head around now, bozo! When he loses all his money, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, that'll, that's good. That's better than being I, I would simply, uh, I want to emphasize that uh, you have not missed any boats on any of the established cryptocurrencies. You Bye. could get in today, and, and you are still considered an early adopter, uh, from my understanding. Yeah, I'd rather do like I did with Apple stock and wait until it's run up for like 40 freaking years before I finally jump in. <laughs> well, we got a lot of self-flagellating going on here, folks. Hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. <laughs> I don't know if that fits in with the how to be happy thing that I've got coming up in about 15 minutes. If you are looking for cryptocurrencies to invest in, I suggest Ethereum or Bitcoin. Do your own where, research. Not where do you pie? buy them? Is there uh, a store? Um, the most popular one would probably be the app Coinbase, but there's several exchanges that you can buy yeah. uh, buy crypto through. All right. How did you hear about MoonPie? Some emailer uh, asked us about it. See, that's Sean's opinion. That's on what it. I got to get in though. Yeah, clearly a rocket <laughs> ship to wealth. Oh, that and is, that's what it's, we used to it's say. It's the up and comer. That's what we used to say about our show early yeah. on. It's a rocket ship to wealth. <laughs> I will say, if you are able to purchase cryptocurrencies before Elon Musk begins tweeting about them, you are set. Oh, really? The, the key is to get in his ear after I invest. That's that hey, is, Elon, how about a moon pie? That's so much of what happened to Dogecoin. <laughs> how do you feel about moon pie? Elon, just asking, just wondering. Maybe one buy a little. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Meanwhile, Governor Phil Murphy announced that New Jersey is offering free beer to residents who get vaccinated through its new Shot and a Beer program. Which is why every 15-year-old just said they want to get vaccinated in New Jersey. I gotta admit that when the president unrolled all these like gifts they were going to give out to get people to get a vaccine, I wait a second. How about something for those of us who went ahead and did it early to try to help herd immunity? I should have held out, sucker. So we are talking about this new, uh, whatever it is, Dogecoin. Dogecoin is a cryptocurrency. It is a cryptocurrency, but whatever. Um, so it's, I mentioned a guy who invested $1,300 just a little while ago, and it's now worth $650,000. I mean, that's a life 
life-changing decision. That's a change the the, the the trajectory of your family name forever sort of decision. That certainly could be if yeah. he cashes out. But it didn't occur to me till Sean mentioned that thirteen hundred dollars. That's the stimulus checks. That's one of the reasons it went up so much. People took their <laughs> stimulus checks, and that's what I'm saying. I need to learn to read, because I actually am kind of good at this, like reading emotions and trends and pop culture stuff. This is this is not financial decisions. This is like pop culture trend guy at the bar the decisions. The meme economy. The meme economy. And right. everybody at their stimulus checks jumps in. Well, it goes up, you know. And then Elon tweets about it, and it goes up more. And then now, yeah, a lot of the speculation on it going forward, they're assuming there's going to be some sort of Doge skit for Saturday Night Live this week. Hmm. I have a Doge. His name is Baxter. Um, But here I found the email, Sean. John writes, Joe, I'd like to know positive Sean's opinion of Safe Moon. (laughs) Is that a superhero? (laughs) It's Well, the the headline is Safe Moon Crypto Token. It comes after a blue harvest moon. If you have two in a month, it's a safe moon. Look, kids, it looks like a regular moon, no, Dad. Well, no. well, the point of this conversation was Dogecoin was the, ha, ha, what's a Dogecoin? Ha, 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 Easy, easy. She money's lost Everybody, head, including me, making jokes about Dogecoin a couple of months ago. People put in 1300 bucks and they got $650,000. We also well, you got, got to go big on Safe Moon. Yeah, it's, we, it's tomorrow's Dogecoin. <laughs> also a bit of the gambler's fallacy. We don't know how many altcoins they threw a thousand dollars at that zeroed out as well. Oh, um, nobody ever talks about their losses. Right. It's 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 similar to the the Apple investing. Right. In order to get in on Apple, when it all those math things make it seem like it was a dumb decision not to, you would have had to been spread so thin through all of it. Key to happiness coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Now with breaking news, Joe Getty. Joe, breaking news, Jack. Breaking news. When news breaks, the donkey brays on the Armstrong and Getty Show. A federal judge has invalidated the national eviction moratorium. That helped millions of tenants who've fallen behind, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A federal judge threw it out moments ago, saying the COVID-19 pand- pandemic relief measures exceeded the powers of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I would say. Yeah, I would say an uh, eviction moratorium is beyond their powers. Well, how about now? How low does the COVID got to get in various areas? California's got the lowest positivity rate in the entire United States of America. Yet there are still, they still just this week announced you don't have to wear a mask outside. What? To which lowest, everybody replied, we we're supposed to. But the lowest COVID in the country. Yeah, and a, last in getting the kids back to school. And last in getting the kids back to school. It's just, you know, it's not anything that surprises me that if you let government do something getting the freedom back is really really hard uh-huh. you thought your whole life if i own a coffee shop it can be open whenever i want it open how could the government make me cl- close my coffee shop first time in any of our lives the government closed your coffee shop not only that but uh apropos to the breaking news can you imagine thinking you know i can't get rid of a deadbeat tenant because the centers for disease control said so I mean, you, people would say, what the hell are you talking about? Are you drunk? Including when you the, when there's, there's so little COVID around. I was, at, I was at a Little League game last night. Everybody, no masks. Everybody, it's like a regular 
Little League afternoon of any other year. You wouldn't, you couldn't tell there was any difference. Parents in the stands, side by side, everybody walking around, hot dogs. Hallelujah. Standing in line like you normally stand, no six foot dissing or anything like that. And, uh, and if I own a building, my tenants don't have to pay me rent because of a pandemic. The CDC said so. I'm looking Wait over a minute, at this the CDC. Game. You mean HUD, right? Or or, or Congress? The Look, CDC. I'm looking over at the ball fields. It looks like normal life to me. But you're telling me tenants don't have to pay me rent anymore. Okay, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, we don't want to miss out on this because this is very important, ladies and gentlemen. The secret to happiness. Are you ready? Ba 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 ba. Booze. Um, no, so I'll read this uh, for you from a woman with a hard-to-pronounce name, and it becomes, uh, I don't know if it's a woman, what's it, Juka, J-U-K-K-A, is that a woman or a man? I got uh, no idea. They're Finnish, and uh, that will explain uh, why this person's writing this. The grim secret of Nordic happiness. It's not huigi, it's the welfare state, or drinking, it's reasonable expectations. Yes, reasonable expectations. How does that work out? Uh, how did we say you pronounce this word, Sean? I think it was Yugo, wasn't it? Yugo? Like the car? Yuga. Yuga. Or Huka. Huga. I think Huga. it was closer to that one. Hold on. It was Huga. I remember because it was just like Huka. It's H Y G G E. Oh, wait. I, I need my sound on. <laughs> Taking off. Huga. Huga. Confirm what Huga. I said Huga. 30 seconds ago. Here you go. Is Huga still a thing? The Danish concept of comfortable conviviality in all things cozy is supposed to capture the essence of Danish culture and has been marketed as the secret for happy living. Happy living. A few years back, there was a surge of Huga-related books, articles, and household products. Journalists from around the world were touring Denmark to document various aspects of this unique lifestyle. The enthusiasm around Denmark was stimulated by the nation's reputation of being the happiest country in the world. And people caught on that is oh it's Huga. Well, we need to figure out what Huga is. How to have Huga in your home? I can just picture the books. It's Huga for Yuga and the and the seminars and the TED talks and everything like that. Bring Huga into your life. Certainly. Um, if there has been a downturn in the Huga industry in recent years, it may be because Finland, my home country, this uh, writer says, has surpassed Denmark in the World Happiness Report four years running. Finland, the happiest country in the world. Out with Huga. Huga sucks. The Finnish spiritual equivalent to Huga is something far less convivial and much more uh, difficult to pronounce. It's Karuskurgnit, <laughs> with an A with two dots over it, which translates as pants drunk, referring to the practice of binge drinking home alone in your underpants. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Karsarskurgnit. I'm going to do a little Kershkarshkanat this afternoon. If you still got your pants on, you're just not committed. <laughs> Turn, <laughs> turns I'm just dunk. My retirement plan is Kershkarshkanat. Is there is there a reason I can't leave my pants on while I drink in case a pizza man comes at the door or something? For instance. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I just prefer to be panted. Why do you have your pants off? I just I can't enjoy inebriation <laughs> with things on my legs. I don't know. I feel so restricted. <laughs> Pants drunk. Nobody is more skeptical than the Finns themselves about the notion that we are the world's happiest people. When a cabinet member of the Finnish government was introduced at an international conference recently as the representative of the happiest country in the world, he responded, if that's true, I'd hate to see the other countries. (laughs) That's beautiful. The World Happiness Report, which is the annual study responsible for these rankings, does not pay any attention to smiles, laughter, or other outward expressions of joy. Instead, the report relies on Gallup polls 
which asks respondents to imagine a ladder with steps numbered from 0 to 10. The top rung, 10, represents the best possible life for you, while the bottom rung, 0, represents the worst. The survey participants are then instructed to report the number that corresponds to the rung on which they are currently standing. In other words, you're deemed happy if your actual life circumstances approximate approximate your highest expectations. Compar- oh, so you got to be a 10? Well, don't have to be. But, okay. but Yeah. So if you if you yeah, the closer you are to the top, obviously the happier you are. But sure. you get to define what happiness is. So Oh, I see. Okay. I I can decide what 10 uh, 10 isn't necessarily perfection. You, it's it, yeah. what I would like. If your 10 yeah. is YouTube star married to a model, you know, I drive a Ferrari, then I'm probably going to be on like rung 2, but if 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 my 10 is you know, I'm 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 ha- I'm contently married. My kids are fine. I got a job. I can support myself. That's my ten. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to be a seven or something, mm-hmm. right? Makes Fair sense. Enough. Uh, so compared with most other countries, objective living sa- circumstances in Finland are very good indeed. This is what's more to the story. We should not ext- ignore expectations and the role that they play. Consistent with their Lutheran heritage, the Nordic countries are united in their embrace of curbed aspirations for the best possible life. This mentality is famously captured in the Law of Jante, a set of commandments believed to capture something essential about the Nordic disposition to personal success. You're not to think you're anything special. You're not to imagine yourself better than we are. You're not to think you're good at anything, it says here. Uh... The Nordic countries embrace a cultural orientation that sets realistic limits to one's expectations for a good life. In these societies, the imaginary 10-step ladder is not that tall. The first rung is pretty high up, and the distance between the steps is relatively short. So yes, I think culture matters, writes this Finn. A great deal to understanding why countries like Finland, Denmark, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden score so high on this particular indicator of happiness. But the relevant cultural characteristic is neither huigi or pants drunk. Um, if I had to pick a Scandinavian word to capture the correct cultural ingredient in Nordic happiness, it would probably be the Swedish and Norwegian term lagom, legum, L-A-G-O-M, which can be translated as just the right amount. Lagom is frequently thought to capture the essence of Swedish life, the embracement of modesty and rejection of excess. In terms of expectations for a good life, lagom encourages contentment with life's bare necessities. If you already have those, you got nothing to complain about. Ergo, you're happy. Interesting. It's absolutely cultural. I've, I've said many times. I think the advertising industry and and that um, some of the, the smartest and, and most creative people of our of our generations have been in it. They've ruined a lot of people just by raising their expectations that, that you can have it all. The constant comparison with celebrities and as uh, positive Sean, one of his many sayings is a comparison is the thief of joy. I think that is fascinating. I would love it if they could go back and do those very same happiness surveys in uh, towns, villages around the world throughout time. That would be freaking fascinating. What if what if people that are unhappy in the modern world were to find out, and I'll bet this is true, that a whole bunch of people living in a tiny village working from the crack of daylight till the end of the day, every day their whole lives and dying young, were actually pretty high up on that ladder. They were pretty content with their lives. And I'll bet that's the case. I wonder. Because their expectation was, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to work. I'm going to feed my family. We're going to hang out. On the weekends, we're going to drink some meat. 
Yeah, that's what it's I was going pretty well. Going so far, well. so good. Going yeah. pretty well. What if? And you're right. I just I I've always thought the um, whenever I hear any stories or see any TV shows or anything like about about when uh, modern consumer consumerism came to the United States or to the the developed world because it's a fairly recent phenomenon. The advertising world convincing you that you need a new blank, and in some cases, it's something you didn't even know existed, let alone needed one, let alone needed the new version of. Um, and it's just, it's all in our minds, and it's fascinating stuff to me. You can't be happy without it, yeah. and you will be happy with it. Or your we neighbors, fall for it a million times. Your neighbors have got this one. You should get this one, because then you're better than them. Or yeah. your neighbors have this one, and you don't? Oh, how could you be happy? You must be way down on your, your you might as well be pants drunk. It's so sad <laughs> that you're so down on your ladder. I think it's really interesting. Hmm. Expectations is everything. It's absolutely everything. In terms of your day, in terms of your life. How does that square with, like, ambition? Wanting to do something in the world. Want to prove something. Want to achieve something. Want to, uh, I don't know. I don't think it eliminates it at all. No, I, I think ambition and expectations are independent no, of each other. I don't think it eliminates it at all. I don't think so. I'm you, a you winner, it, and I know I'm a winner. I'm going to win. You think it does eliminate uh, ambition? No, I'm just, no, no, I'm just mulling it over. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. what's the relationship between the two? Do you lose some of the high-end achievement when you, quote-unquote, settle for a life of contentment? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. How about this? If you don't settle for a life of contentment, you end up being unhappy. What do you want to be out of life? Do you want to live your life happy or not? I do. I would like to live my life happy. I'd like my sure. family to be happy. I'd like to be my, my kids to be happy their whole lives. Would you rather have your kids? Uh, I mean, and I'm still not convinced that if you if you try to go with lower expectations of of what makes you happy and contentment, and you're high in the ladder that you can't achieve things. I'm not convinced of the, that thesis. But even if you were, would you want your kids to be striving for something and unhappy their entire lives, or content? I would go with content. Oh, yeah, I get that completely. I'm just thinking about the Founding Fathers. If they're content for uh, George to tax them without representation, then, you know, no, I don't, I, I learn to, to live me, with it. It's me not that, that big a deal. To me, that doesn't, that, that you can, I, it doesn't fit. That doesn't work for me. Maybe it does for you, but it doesn't work for me. How I think so? You, I think you can still say, no, this is unfair. This is too high, but be content with my life every day. Yeah, being, I think you could battle that constantly, but come con- home at the end of the day and be perfectly content. It doesn't mean take whatever you're given. Right, it's not saying well, you just got to deal with it, and then there's nothing you can do about it. It's, yeah, it's exactly. understanding. I sure as heck am is... not going to take tell my kids to you know accept a crappy boss or a crappy this or a crappy that. So there are some sorts of discontent that should be addressed. Some I, are I healthy, know. some are not healthy. I don't know. I'm not doing a good job of putting this into words. I just I don't fit that into whether my boss is abusing me or not. At the end of the day, doesn't fit in with my contentment, really. Hmm. I'm still hanging around my family, and we're together, and we're happy and everything like that. I'll deal with the boss thing tomorrow when I get there. That's its own thing. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. So you just want to be uncontent your whole life. Interesting. You're arguing for the unhappy part of it? I I, I, I don't understand what you're saying, so (laughs) it's hard for me to agree with it or disagree with it. I'll 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 have to figure out a way to put this into words. You're okay with well, being you, subjugated by George the Third. I'll summarize your argument for you. you it's un- a time saver. Do you understand what they're saying in the article? I hope you like tarns and feathers. <laughs> do you, man? Have you ever? 
What book is that that has such a good description of a tar and feathering? Oh, yeah, I know. I think it. that's... It's, it's horrifying. Beacon Hill? I don't remember. I just remember as a school kid, oh, look at him. He looks like a chicken. Nobody explained. It's uh, hot tar. It kills you. But did you understand what they were writing there about the ladder and all that sort of stuff? That oh, yeah, sense? absolutely, 100%. Okay. okay. Um. Okay, we should post that. Can we post that at armstrongandgetty.com, Hanson? Your comments, your letters, your thoughts, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I would love to hear people's response to that. At uh, We're running out of time for the text line, but it's always 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tomorrow we will get to the motorcycle airbag vest that stops working if you miss a payment. (laughs) So, uh, restlessness is discontent, and discontent is the first necessity of progress. Show me a thoroughly satisfied man, and I will show you a failure. Thomas Alva Edison. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I just, I, there's more thinking to be done about this topic. I wonder if he was happy. I wonder if he could be happy. You know, because science has proved over and over again, we all have like an internal set point of cheerfulness. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to change much, except, you know, temporarily. Right. It's going to work within the within the 40s, as they say. Do you remember the name of that? What a brilliant book. And we interviewed the author. He was one of the first guys to seriously study happiness. Because virtually all of psychology is studying unhappiness. Right. And he flipped the coin over and was trying to figure out uh, what made the, what the hell, unhappiness? I can't remember like, the name. Like of a great, you know, Thomas Edison. If he, and I have no idea, he might have been perfectly cheerful his whole life, perfectly happy. Although he's just kind of making an argument for not being. But anyway, um, if he was unhappy, would, uh, would you want to trade places with him? It's like when I was talking about Van Gogh when I was reading that biography. I mean, one of the greatest artists who's ever lived. You wouldn't want to be him for a day. No way. Nope, nope. Of course, we don't get a choice either, do we? Not really. really. I don't think so. Uh, One more follow-up item. Tell Sean he might want to save some real cash for the IRS as the U.S. is giving billions to audit crypto user gains and tax them at capital gains rates. Oh, really? Wolf. Well, you got to cash out your uh, crypto to pay your tax bill. Yeah. Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I just put 50 grand on moon cheese. Yes. I hope that's I hope. Stop making up coins. Cross your fingers. <laughs> Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo's in the control room. Press the buttons. Michael, final thought. Yeah, the key to happiness is doing something you love, being kind to others. Or you can go to armstronggetty.com and check out our new t-shirts and merchandise. <laughs> I'd do that. Positive Sean is our producer. Sean? Yes, uh, I, I, I very much do not want to become a, a crypto uh, proselytizer, uh, a crypto bro, if you were. But uh, <laughs> if you are looking to get into it, do some research into decentralized finance, DeFi, D-E-F-I, and smart contracts, and uh, why I think Ethereum has a lot of good stuff ahead of it. Uh, that's all I'll say. Hmm. Ethereum, you say? You, you should have said it out of the side of your mouth so nobody heard it but me and Joe. No, everybody heard it, stupid. Of course, if Jack. everybody hears about it, then they invest in it, and if, as long as I get in really fast, it goes up. Right? Jack, final, final thought out of the middle of your mouth. 
Not the side of my mouth? How about this side? I don't want anybody here who are going to invest in Ethereum. If you'd have put $1,300 into Dogecoin just a couple of months ago, you'd have six, your stimulus check. You'd have $650,000 today if you cashed out. That's, that is really quite extraordinary. If you cashed out is a huge variable. Oh, Truth. yeah. True. Yep. Uh, my final thought is think about what makes you happy for 10 minutes maybe today. And make that your priority. Newer stuff. Digital apes. Hmm. Newer stuff always makes you happy. I'd be happy if we could take a quick break and I go to the bathroom, because I'm feeling a little pressure down below. Perhaps some sort of a portable uh, trough <laughs> would make you happy. <laughs> a a Ar- jug. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We've got some great swag, T-shirts and hats and and sweatshirts helps to uh, keep the guys on the payroll because we love them. The I'm Vax No Mask t-shirts flying off the shelves. Yeah, armstrongandgetty.com got the, all that kind of good stuff. We had so much stuff today to check out. Tell your friends about it. Could you tell your friends about the show and the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com? Please. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. There'll be order in the house. And we'll be back with more right after these words. We chose beauty. Over brains. I can change a diaper with one hand. And boom goes the dynamite. Congratulations. You are being a grumpy pants. My point was made. I'll see y'all soon. Screw it. I'm leaving. You, you, you. Damn. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. So let's go out with a bang. <laughs> God damn it. Easy, easy. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.